fortunate to sit down with Rachel Gonzalez Hansen, the former Chief Executive Officer of Community Health Development, Inc. in rural Uvalde, Texas. Rachel got her start in the health center movement more than 25 years ago. She has had a front row seat to the changes, challenges, and remarkable growth of the program. How the health center movement found Rachel Gonzalez Hansen and became her destiny and her profession is a topic of today's podcast. I am Marisol Murphy Ballantyne, and this is NAC's Health Center News. Opportunities can happen in the unlikeliest of places. For Rachel Gonzalez Hansen, a single mom living in rural southwest Texas, hers came when she was struggling to find affordable health care for her children. Oh my goodness, now that's a story. (laughs) Well, I was a single parent uh, back in Uvalde, Texas. I had two small children, and sometimes they had Medicaid and sometimes they didn't because I made a couple of dollars too much. Texas has always been a little strict with those that qualify. And so we lived in a housing project, and I've always been involved with the local politics, and so We had a county commissioner that was elected, a Hispanic county commissioner, the second one in our county. And we had helped his campaign. And I say we because my children were always with me, so it's like we. We were actually registering people to vote. I think they knew how to help people when they were nine to register people to vote, when my daughter was nine and my son was seven. When he got elected, one of the things that he worked on with the city manager was a health center because of the need. We didn't have enough doctors in town. If you didn't have money or insurance, they weren't going to take you. They didn't even take Medicaid patients at the time because Medicaid just paid too little. And so it was hard and a lot of times we ended up in the emergency room if people needed anything. When he was working on on developing the board of directors and getting the initial board of directors, he called me and he said, hey, you know, I'm interested in helping get a health center started. Would you go to one? And I said, well, what is a health center? And so he started explaining to me and talked about the one that was in the neighboring community. That initial discussion is what brought what is now known as Community Health Development, Inc. to Uvalde, Texas in 1984. Residents, including Rachel, started the health center, also known as CHDI, with $400,000 and three employees. Hansen recently retired as a chief executive officer to the health center, which now serves 11,000 residents with 120 employees and a budget of $10 million. And I always say that it's, you know, God opens doors and we're smart enough to run through them when we can, right? When we should. Like I said, I started off living in the projects, raising two children as a single parent and trying to figure out, you know, how to buy the next meal sometimes. And knowing that I still needed to try to give back to our community. And so when I got into this movement, it was a blessing for me, for my children, but more for my community. And now the fact that we've gone from being in a little trailita, a little trailer house, when we started out, to being in rural Texas, and in our area, the Winter Garden part of of Texas, viewed as a major healthcare provider and an economic engine and a, a place where people want to come work. Who would have imagined that? 
you know, so we're blessed. We're very blessed. CHDI's evolution and remarkable growth to a major healthcare provider was no accident. It took a dedicated board, unwavering community, and political support, and Hansen's inability to accept no for an answer to get the center where it is today. But CHDI's path has also largely mirrored the national trajectory of health centers, from a small pilot project to the largest primary care network in the nation. You know, they started out when I came, so it's been 36 years since I've started, and the difference has been unimaginable. I, I, I don't know any other word to describe it. At the very beginning, I never would have imagined, and I don't think anybody would have imagined where we are today. We started out just trying to see people in need, the poor people, right? And we were lucky if we had a doctor and and or somebody, they might have volunteered and maybe they got on staff, rudimentary kind of facilities. And, you know, it was not, it was not something that our patients were worthy of, right? But that's all we had. And that's what we started, very, very humble beginnings. It, we were poor health centers, just like the patients we served. They were poor, right? And so since then, my goodness, it's evolved to a complex healthcare system, primary healthcare system that is not only a healthcare home for so many, what, 29 million people almost, but we go above and beyond. Hansen says what has made the health center model so successful is the innovation that started at the community level and came to define the movement. A case in point is how early on health centers were inventing new ways to approach patient care with integrating services and reaching beyond the exam room to address the whole health needs of each patient. Well, what, what is the old phrase? Necessity is the mother of invention, right? You know, when we, when health centers were younger, much younger, and, and working. Obviously, there wasn't DHR at the time. But, but we knew that we had to work with the clinicians from the different disciplines to make the patients better. They had to communicate with each other. You know, they, they, they didn't work in isolation. Uh, they didn't have that option to work in isolation. They had to rely on the, the community health workers back then. You know, we called them promotoras. Now there's a fancy word for them, and now you have to get certified at a university for that. But back then, we had our neighbors and our friends and our families that were promotoras helping to, to, to educate the community on how to take care of themselves better and how to value good health care and so on. Um, the dentists had to speak with the clinicians, the medical clinicians, because of the importance of making sure that if they were going to um, have surgery, they better get a, cl uh, a clearing or a clearance from their dentist. Because if they had an infection in the mouth when the surgery was going on, that was not going to end well, right? So we really didn't have a choice. It was like we had to figure out how our village was going to take care of that one patient, because it does take a village. So it, it was just a natural evolution for us, I think. it was. Um, something that just happened and we and thank God for those clinicians that knew that you know one of the one of the things that struck me one time I was doing a presentation at a 
it was either a Lions Club or Rotary Club in Uvalde, it doesn't matter. We were, ta we were talking about our services and we were trying to get a needs assessment done. And so we go to those groups and say, help us answer some of these questions. And we use that as part of our information and data gathering, right? As we're doing our own needs assessment. And so we, we actually took our first uh, dentist that we had hired with us then because we wanted to promote that we were doing the uh, dental care as well as medical now and hoping to bring in mental health and so on. And so, and so the doctor that went with us, the dentist that went with us, you know, gave his own little spill and, and we talked. And then there was a gentleman in the front table um, that raised his hand and because we were taking questions and comments and so on and he raised his hand and it was it was a veterinarian it was a local veterinarian and so i had no idea what he was going to ask so i was a little concerned right and um the veterinarian says i don't have a question but i have a comment he goes i am glad to see that there's something out there now that's trying to take care of the patient as a whole because that's how we take care of our animals so at that moment, I'm thinking, oh, my God, the animals get better care than health than than uh, humans. How does that happen in this world? And, and that really it really struck me. And so that really, I think, pushed not only myself, but the staff that was there, that it, their antenna went up. It's like, oh, my God, you know, how does that happen? Right. So I think that just made our commitment even stronger. To, uh, to make sure that we provided as many services as we could under one roof to help our patients. So pharmacy came along, lab came along, x-ray came along, and finally, thank God, um, mental health, we were able to provide mental and behavioral health. But it took us a long time to get there. But it's, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. Despite the remarkable growth of health centers, the technological and clinical advances that have brought the program into the 21st century, Hansen is quick to point out that the mission of the movement remains the same as when they started out, that they are built from the ground up and are driven by community needs. We're creating jobs, we're changing people's lives by hopefully helping them to grow and build their capacity when they're on our staff. And the kind of services that we provide you know, integrated care and and at all levels of lab and x-ray and pharmacy and, and, you know, behavioral health and dental and medical, and we've got specialists coming in to take care of our patients. Who would have imagined that when we started out in little trailitas, in little trailer houses, you know, when, when we first started, and now look at us, we're, you know, multi-million dollar nonprofits and yet we stay grounded in our roots. So while uh, so much of our delivery system has changed, our delivery model has changed, we're in multiple sites, what hasn't changed is our foundation and why we're here and our mission and that the people that run our organizations and our health centers and that support us are just full of corazón, they're full of heart and that doesn't change. The heart of the health center mission has not changed, but the expectations have. Hansen says now it's up to health centers to be accountable and prove their value to leaders, including Congress. The future depends on it. Before, I don't think that Congress or even the people that supported us at higher levels expected us to succeed. They probably thought we were going to stay poor health centers, helping poor people. And I believe that now it has 
gotten to the point over the years that we are ahead of the curve. We are leading the pack in the healthcare industry. We, we were doing integrated care before they thought of the word. We were making sure that there were clinical outcomes before they thought of those words. Um, we were measuring ourselves not only against each other, but against the private sector. Who would ever have thought we would be there or better than the private sector, right? So there's more pressure, right? And that's okay. There's more focus, and that's okay. You know, it's okay to be have to be accountable, and it's okay to have to prove that the investment that the country is making in our health centers is worth it, because ultimately that means that it reflects back on the patient's care and their health status, right? So. So I think there's more more push for us to do more and stay ahead of that curb as opposed to how we started. When we interviewed Hansen, the future of health centers was still on her mind as she was getting ready to close the door on 36 years of leading CHGI's growth in Uvalde. Now she's accepted the challenge of becoming director of Western Operations for NAC at a time when health centers are navigating a rapidly changing marketplace and policy environment. Several of my colleagues and I were talking at at the last conference and we were sitting around talking about how things have changed over the years. And so many of us that were sitting around that table, we were really at the bar, but we're sitting around that table (laughs) and we were talking about how we've grown with the movement, we've grown with the health center, we've learned the complexities and how to manage them because we grew with our health centers, right? And we grew with this program. And we all agreed that if somebody brand new, not in the health center world, would come in to, to, to run a health center today, even an established health center, right, the learning curve would be so off the wall that we don't know if that person really would be able to handle it well. Because it's too much to learn, it's too complex, and there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. So it makes it even more important now that we try to build our leadership as much as we can from within and take people under our wings so that some of us that are ready to retire and thinking of retiring can say it's going to be okay because the next generation is going to take it to the next level and we're going to be greater. We'd like to thank Rachel Gonzalez Hansen for sitting down with us and sharing her story. We look forward to her leadership at NAC. Thank you for listening to NAC Health Center News. Want to support your local community health center? Make sure to sign up to become a health center advocate. You can do that at www.hcadvocacy.org. Want to keep up with the latest health center news? Follow us on social media at NACHC.